Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Luke, and we're in chapter 2. And quite a bit of this chapter is an in-depth look at the birth of Jesus that's not found in the other Gospels. So it begins with, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So the first thing to note here is that Luke actually relates what's happening in regard to the birth of Jesus to what's happening in world history in regard to what's happening in Rome. So Caesar Augustus, of course, is documented by world history. According to many, he was the greatest Roman emperor, and he was the emperor from 31 BC to AD 14. He established the Roman Empire for what it was known as its expansion surrounding the Mediterranean world and established Pax Romana, otherwise known as Roman peace. So it says Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothing and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. We know here that the angel is speaking to what it says in Isaiah chapter 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. It goes on to say, A light has dawned. It says, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He will reign on David's throne, establishing and upholding justice and righteousness. It goes on from there. Also referenced is Micah chapter 5. Speaking specifically to Bethlehem, it says, But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. It says he will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely For then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. Picking back up in Luke in verse 15, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, 
Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Then moving on to verse 21, this is Jesus presented in the temple. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name that the angel had given him before he had been conceived. The eighth day was when you presented a son at the temple. It says, when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, when it had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. You'll remember that we read about this extensively in the book of Exodus. Picking up in verse 25, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the customs of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. He said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Moving on to verse 36, there was also a prophetess named Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old, and she had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was twelve years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. 
Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Here Luke was referencing what was spoken of Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 26. In regard to Samuel, it says, The boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. That ends chapter 2. We will pick up next time in Luke chapter 3 with John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus.